Hello, thanks for checking out the KZMC podcast. My name is April King, and I am the Associate Pastor at KZMC. This podcast is a recording of sermon teachings from our 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning worship gatherings. We release a new episode every Tuesday. If you're looking to check out our Sunday mornings, you can find our live stream over on our YouTube channel on Kingsfield Zurich Mennonite Church. We would also love to have you join us in person. You can find out all the details about our Sunday mornings on our website, kzmc.ca. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Thank you for reading this morning, for doing that. Where'd you go? Thank you very much for reading the scripture this morning. So just a few thoughts before I start. Larry, I think you got a great sense of style. You look good to me. Do I look, do I look okay? <laughs> and Rachel, hearing about your teeth being pulled, I had all four taken out a few years ago. And so when they were, Greg was talking about it, I was had a bit of a shadow pain in my mouth. Um, but when I had him pulled out, uh, they froze me up, and then he was in there working away, and I said, when are you going to start? He said, I already got two. So they came out pretty easy. Um, just an update, I have my Ontario license plate on my car now, so I'm allowed to speed like you. So I've been cruising everywhere, um, haven't been pulled over yet, but uh, I'll just point at the I'll just point at the plates and say, "Hey, I'm I'm from Ontario. We're allowed to speed like crazy here." Um, just before I start, I I hesitated to do this because I know there's, as you guys have had a season without a lead pastor, and you've kind of found your feet again and worked through probably some pretty hard days, wondering how things were going to work out. There's been so many people involved uh, over the last couple of years in this church and people who have prayed and worried and stressed and helped and volunteered maybe where they didn't want to. Um, I'm hesitant to recognize anybody because I know there's probably people behind the scenes who have done stuff that no one will ever notice and people who have worked hard and maybe don't always get recognized. But I do think that, that Pastor Deb and Pastor April need to be recognized and maybe you've already done that but maybe this is my turn to do that is just to say thank you guys and to recognize you probably picked up quite a few things and extra things that you weren't ready to do or maybe didn't want to do or maybe wasn't on your job description or maybe didn't feel you had time to do but because you love this church you guys picked up the pieces and i think you've done an amazing job and i think you need to be recognized and I don't know how we do that on a Sunday morning, whether we clap our hands or... Yeah, I think it'd be appropriate to stand. But I just, I just bless you guys, and I, I pray that if there's burdens you've carried that have felt really heavy uh, in the midst of the struggles and trials of life, and I just pray that God would bless you and you'd feel a release and a peace. And uh, I can't wait to keep working with you and be a team. Um, but don't just hand everything to me. <laughs> no, I think you guys need to be just blessed this morning, so thank you. And uh, yeah, you guys have done an amazing job. So I'm going to continue this morning uh, my series on the book of Colossians. And uh, this morning my title is 
Uh, a supernova can't be ignored. And I had to look up what the, a supernova was. And it's pretty amazing. So in the life of a star, a star is basically a giant explosion that's just continuing over a long period of time. It's just continually burning up fuel, exploding outward, right? And there's this outward force of this gigantic, unimaginably huge explosion. But the star is also being pulled inward by gravity. So we have this outward force of explosion, but the gravity is kind of keeping it together. So a star kind of stays the same size. There's this tug of war between gravity and this explosive force as it burns this fuel, and it kind of stays the same size. But over time, a star eventually burns up all of its fuel. And so the explosive force becomes less. And then eventually, the tug of war is won by gravity. And so all this mass of the star gets pulled together all at once as the explosive force weakens. But when that happens and everything smashes together under the strength of gravity, it produces an incredibly huge cosmic explosion that can be seen for millions of light years, produces incredible flash of light, of energy. It's like the ultimate explosion in our universe. And if you were anywhere near a supernova, there is no possible way that you couldn't notice. You couldn't just turn your head away, you couldn't bury your head in the sand, you couldn't put on thick enough sunglasses, it would, you would notice. There's nothing you could do to not notice. And in our scripture this morning, I think Paul gives a description of Christ that is like a supernova. We have this incredible picture painted of who Jesus is. That if you read this this morning, if you listen along, you can't ignore it. It will affect you. It will change you. Just to review, the theme of the book of Colossians is Paul writing to this young Colossian church, and he's reminding them, he's saying to them, guys, don't get off track. Stay focused on Christ. And the theme verse of the book is Colossians 2, verse 8, which I think we'll get to next week. But he says this, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world, rather than on Christ. And as we get into this book a little bit more in the coming weeks, we'll see that there was some kind of thinking or philosophy or idea that was creeping into the minds of the people of the Colossian church. And we don't know exactly what it was, but we can kind of infer that it was something that was, it was some kind of teaching leading them to believe that their salvation in Christ wasn't enough, that they needed to do more, or that they needed to discipline themselves, or there was some kind of practices they needed to add in order to truly be saved. And Paul is saying to them, guys, Christ is sufficient. He's enough. Don't get off on those rabbit trails. Stay focused on Christ. He's everything that you need. So Paul continues that theme today, describing Christ in this supernova-like description, just this epic picture of who Christ is. Things of power, you can't miss. You, you notice them. Remember years ago when we were living in Karenport, we went to the Sukhanin Pioneer Ship Museum. And if you're ever in the Moose Jaw area, 
It's a pretty amazing museum. They have quonsets filled with old restored tractors and putt-putt engines and every, all kinds of cool old stuff. And one year we went, they had a, a threshing bee and they had an old-fashioned tractor pull. Some of the tractors were stock, some of them were souped up a bit, but it was all older tractors and it was, it was pretty impressive. Uh, and then the, at the end, they brought out a, a steam engine powered tractor. It was a wood fired boiler. Uh, and this thing kind of comes across the field and you know, the sound steam engines make the and this thing comes across the field and in my mind I'm thinking, okay, some of these tractors were old and they did pretty good, but this thing is ancient. There's just no way it's gonna even move this what do they call it? The sled, right? This, have you ever been to a tractor pull? You see where they pull that heavy sled? Well, I was wrong. <laughs> it made a whole lot of noise and creaked and cranked, but that thing pulled that sled all the way to the end. What do they call it when they get to the end? The full pull? And he just kept going. <laughs> like it was unbelievable. These big steel tires and the engine was slowing down. It would take a few seconds, but it would just do another and it would move that sled a little bit farther. I was, I'll never forget it. I was completely amazed. And I thought, why did we ever get rid of steam power? I mean, some serious power. But things of power, they don't go unnoticed when you get near them. You just notice. And I think that's what Paul was trying to do for the Colossian church. He's saying, Christ, look at, look at Christ. Guys, just take a moment and look at him. He is powerful. He is amazing. He is incredible. Again, teaching them, guys, don't get off track. Stay focused on Jesus. So this morning, we're going to look at this description of Christ. So why don't we pray? I'm going to read through the scripture again slowly. We're going to talk about it. But let's pray. Let's ask God to open our eyes. Because I, I can say words. I can speak this morning but they're just still Dave's words. They're just my ideas. We need, I think we need Jesus to show up and speak to us and reveal himself to us. So would you bow your heads and I'm just gonna pray that God would reveal himself to us this morning, that Jesus would make himself known. Lord Jesus, we're so grateful to be here this morning together, gathered in your name, a body of people, a community, a family seeking you. Lord Jesus, we humbly ask that you would reveal yourself to us this morning. As we read the words of your servant Paul and think and talk for a moment, Lord Jesus, I pray that you would just make yourself known. Help us to see you this morning with fresh eyes. Guard our hearts from distraction and busyness and worry and help us to see you. In Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm going to be reading from the NIV this morning. And when I read these verses, I see three paragraphs or three sections that Paul kind of talks about the person of Christ. So in verse 15 to 17, he talks about Christ as supreme ruler and creator. In verse 18 to 20, he talks about Christ as, as the supreme savior, the savior of the world. And then in verse 21 to 23, Paul gives a, a brief description of what we have because of Christ. 
So let's look at verse 15 to 17 together. Christ as supreme ruler and creator. I'm going to read it again in the NIV. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. What does Paul mean when he says firstborn? He doesn't mean he's the first one born. But in this culture, in this context, the firstborn son was the one who would inherit everything. He would get it all. He was the top dog. He was, there was no one higher up on the hierarchy than him. And Jesus is the firstborn son. There's nobody above him. All the glory goes to him. All the inheritance is his. Everything is his. He's the firstborn. The firstborn over all creation, for in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. Jesus Christ flung the cosmos into existence. Everything that exists, he created. Just think about that for a moment. Everything. There's so many stars in our universe, they don't know how many stars there are. Our star is pretty big, right? The sun. So we've got, in our, in our galaxy, or our solar system, we've got our sun, and then there's planets orbiting that sun. You know, Earth's out here somewhere, other planets orbiting the sun. You know, there's stars that are so big in our universe that they would encompass the, the orbit some of our planets have around our sun. There are suns so big, stars so big, that it makes our sun look like a, like a speck of dust. Jesus flung all that into existence, created by him, through him, and for him. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and listen to this, and in him all things hold together. He is the sustainer of all life, of all existence. Do you ever get the feeling sometimes that, that chaos rules the universe? <laughs> you think about the, the, the cosmos and giant asteroids and comets and planets flinging through space. Incredible speeds, incredible size. If one asteroid hit Earth, all life, gone. If one planet in our solar system got off axis and spun out of its orbit, everything would be thrown into chaos. What about life on Earth? Some backwater country somewhere with a forgotten nuclear silo and some maniac with his finger on the button? Wouldn't take much to throw everything into absolute chaos. I used to feel like chaos ruled the universe, but that's not true. Jesus rules the universe. Randomness doesn't rule. Christ does. Do you believe that? Did you hear me? Randomness doesn't rule. Christ does. He holds everything together. Everything is in his hands. Supreme ruler, supreme creator. Verse 18 to 20, Christ, 
our supreme Savior. And he is the head of the body, the church. Who's the head of the church? Christ. You know, some of the most, one of the most dangerous things that I've heard people say, and it's always brought pain and suffering. I've heard people say things like this. This is my church. I built this church. If you've ever thought that or felt that, dear friends, it's not your church. Christ is the head. It's his church. He built it. He's the one we serve. He's in charge. We don't own it. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. And this is where my mind starts to glitch out. This becomes ungraspable for me. I do not understand. We have this cosmic Christ before all things. He created everything. God put everything in his hands. He sustains it. He's watching over it. And this same Christ came to earth to live as a man, all of God's fullness in him. How? How does that work? Is this where my mind should engage and I must understand? No, I believe this is where we begin to step into the realm of faith and where the response is not comprehension, the response is worship. Wow. Wow. This Jesus who sustained it all, who was before all things, he came to earth and gave his life. The response is worship. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. So this same creator who made everything at the beginning, and then man comes along and we spoil it and we bring a curse onto creation and we are distanced from God and we are broken and sinful. It's the same creator and sustainer who comes again and gives his life on the cross to restore and reconcile all things. Am I supposed to understand this only? Because as I think about it, I start to have a hard time. But that's because our response is worship. Our response is faith. We reach out with faith. Can you hear the train pulling? Can you hear the of the steam engine? Creator, sustainer, made all things, savior, came and shed his blood for us. Can you hear the train, or not the train, the tractor pulling the sled? This powerful description of Jesus what do we have because of what he did? Verse 21, once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, we were lost and hopeless. We were an enemy of God. 
Verse 22, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight, without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. Can you hear the steam engine running? We've been reconciled. (laughs) Made new. (laughs) Free. All these things. So let's remember where we're at. What's Paul talking about? Paul is longing to help the Colossian church to throw aside this harmful ideas and philosophies that were creeping in, these things that were distracting them. And what does he do today? He throws up this picture of Christ and says, guys, look at him. Just look at who he is. Look at what he's done. Look what he's like. And this book would have been read in public over and over. Many times they would have heard this book read. What was Paul's hope as he describes this incredible juggernaut, supernova type description of Christ? What was his purpose? Was it that this they would understand and be like, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, creator, savior, sustainer. Oh, what was that? Oh, yeah, he died for us. Yeah. Interesting. Do you think that was what the response Paul was hoping for? No, he's screaming at them. Guys, look at this Jesus. Look at him. Look at the power, the majesty, the wonder. I, I can hardly... As I read this, I have a hard time talking to you about what Paul wrote. I can't put my arms around this. It's difficult. I find it difficult. But the response is not one of just our heads and our minds and our understanding. I think the response ought to be, and what Paul was hoping, is worship. Look at him. The response is is not just, we know, the response is, wow, worship. So in just a moment, I'm going to ask Greg and Rachel and their team to come back. And they're going to lead us in a couple more songs. And I want to challenge you this morning to respond in worship. And I'm still getting to know you, I'm still getting to know this church, so I'm not totally sure what's cool (laughs) when it comes to a response in worship but I don't want you to think about what's cool this morning or what's appropriate or what is normal I want you to respond with your heart this morning and worship maybe for you that's to raise your hands maybe for some of us we need to turn around and kneel And just say, Jesus, it's been a long time since I've looked at your wonder. I'm sorry, I repent. I I need to worship you this morning. I need to bow my knee. You are my Lord and Savior. You are supreme ruler, and I am in awe of who you are. Maybe you need to just sit quietly and bow your head. Maybe you need to sing louder than you've ever sung in a long time. Maybe you need to walk out those doors today and head into your garden or go for a drive or go for a walk 
and just be in awe of who Christ is and what he's created and what he's done. I'm not sure what your response should be, but I challenge you to worship this morning. And I wonder what has been holding some of us back? What's been that thing that's distracted you? What's kept you from just worshiping your Lord and Savior? What's held you back? I think we probably all have a bit of a different answer. But my challenge to you is to worship. Paul's purpose in this book is, guys, don't get off track. Stay focused on Christ. And today, I think he's he's given us an incredible picture of who Jesus is. A supernova. You can't ignore it. You can't unsee it. So as Greg and Rachel and their team come back, let's worship this morning. God bless you. Have a great week.